Patsy the Angry Nerd! Ha! <laughs> you wish. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and we just lost listeners right away. <laughs> I I am not Patsy the Angry Nerd. Yay! No! <laughs> I am also not Agent Nicole. Aww. <laughs> I am the real housewife of Transylvania, the mistress of Merlot, everyone's favorite lush, Ashes on Nightmare, on hosting duty today. This Woo! is kind of fantastic. I'm having fun. You said duty. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and there we go. Um, as always, we have the Ironborn, the gal with all the giggles, the <laughs> the reason why Benedict Cumbersnacks is leaving his wife. Yes. <laughs> and we can celebrate our birthdays together. The reason why Benedict comes a bunch. <laughs> oh, Agent Nicole. Hi, Agent Nicole. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Oh, hello. I'm good. And as always, we are joined. What the fuck is that face over there? I am cute. No, <laughs> no, you are not. No, we've already established this. No, ba- baby Groot, little Groot guy is cute. He is cute. You, not so much. Mm, yes, much. Okay, so can I finish my introductions now, I suppose. please? Quit raining on my parade. I very rarely get to host. This is kind of fun. I'm in the driver's seat. Um, as always, we are joined by our fearless producer, the man who makes us sound super good and an all-around awesome dude, Johnny Wolfenstein. Uh, I do have a fear, actually, of uh, the show sounding shitty. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm... I, 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 you know, would like to be a Green Lantern, but I don't know if that qualifies me. I think that disqualifies me because I do have a fear. Well, you could get one of the other lantern rings. I mean, there's like 67 different colors. Yeah. You're right. Of those there is. Crayola there, boxes. You got Ray. Can I get mauve? Yeah. Ooh, sure. Get taupe. taupe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a taupe lantern. <laughs> <laughs> and last but certainly not least, the man who will never shut up. He is angry. He is nerdy. He is the guy who lives at my house, Patsy the Angry Nerd. Yeah, as opposed to the guy who just like stares into people's houses. I, uh, I, I have to be in court on Tuesday. Again. Again? Again. Again? I thought we've been over this. Well, at least it's not still. So, you know. Who was it this time? I don't even know. I told you to stop that shit. They were watching SpongeBob. All I wanted to do was yes. watch the TV, and they were all like, oh, you can't sit there and like eat snacks and See, this is what happens TV. when we cancel cable. He, he watches <laughs> other people's TV. <laughs> It was like that scene in Is Rain that what you Man. do like when you're driving and you see like the TVs? He's like, like, oh, well, no, funny story. So um, we were driving, I think it may have been um, to the Cape. Uh, it was it was a long drive, anyways, and it was dark out, I believe, because you could very clearly see what the car in front of us. You know how like they have like the DVD players oh, in the yeah, back yeah. seats of like the vans mm-hmm. or the mini whatever SUVs, whatever. Um, they were watching The Little Mermaid, <gasps> and Patrick was like, "Oh, Little Mermaid!" And I'm like, "Drive, please, just drive. Focus <laughs> on driving. Do not watch The Little Mermaid." <laughs> I'd seen that one before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you shit all over that one, too? Like you shit on Beauty and the Beast? Not yet, but I will. Oh, great. Thanks. Thanks. 
I'm not going to be on that episode. Ruining your childhood <laughs> one article at a time. Yeah. Yeah. At least they're well written and you use actual words. Yeah, but you know what? I actually enjoy those movies. It's just, you know, <laughs> if you if you only concentrate on stuff you don't like, well, that kind of makes you a hypocrite. You have to look at the movies that you you do like as well and hold those to the same uh, level of scrutiny that you hold the stuff that you don't like. Don't tell me how to live my life. Listen. You're not the boss. That's what I do. I you don't care not my what supervisor. you do. Yeah, you're not my supervisor. Although right. we do, we actually do plan on going to see the live action Beauty and the Beast movie because as, it looks as really interesting. Me too. Great casting, by the way. Uh, yeah, I am absolutely Dan in Stevens. love. Dan Stevens. Oh, see, I'm not I'm not. Familiar. I don't know who the hell that guy is. He was on The Guest. He was the lead person on The Guest. Um, down I already that. guessed. I, didn't, I don't know who it is. Yeah, I'm. I'm so I'm not familiar with him, but the fact that like Ewan McGregor um, and Emma Thompson and Dan um, Stevens is on a new uh, FX show, the uh, one about it's an X Men show. Oh, Legion. Yeah, he's the that looks really interesting. Um, uh, I love Aubrey Plaza, Mm -hmm. and I believe she's. I believe she's in it. Yeah, she is. So I've been to uh, Dealey Plaza. Okay. Um, so today we are talking about Stitch, the little blue guy from the 2002 film Lilo and Stitch. And in the movie, uh, the little girl Lilo, she is six years old. She has this really, I don't want to say weird, but she has this uh, obsession with Elvis and Elvis music. And today we are talking about childhood obsessions. Elvis what Costello. Elvis Costello. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it's, it's two different guys. Not you know? the yeah, not the folky guy, All like right. the rock and roll. And not guy. Elvis Gerback, the former quarterback. No, Presley. Okay. You know, like the old guy. Yeah. The guy who learned all his dances from Forrest Gump, because Forrest Gump is racist. We'll get into that another time. Can you? I am hosting. Let her host. I'm not stopping anyone. Cut his mic. (laughs) So today we are talking about childhood obsessions. What were you obsessed with as a child? And um, we're going to start with Agent Nicole. Agent Nicole, did you have any like child, especially weird? Did you have any like weird childhood obsessions or anything that you were like fascinated with? Um. So I'm much younger than everybody in this room. And wait, I wait, now you're like that much younger than some of us in this room. <laughs> I know, but um, uh, Nicole guys, can't... Agent Nicole is five years old. <laughs> Nicole can't get into uh, rated R movies or even PG. I need an movies. adult. <laughs> um, I when I was a kid, I was obsessed with Barney, like really obsessed with Barney. I went to we had a Halloween costume contest in preschool, and I dressed up as Barney, and I won because I like it, I could like get his impressions done right away and I was really obsessed with Barney um, Power Rangers as a kid um, Disney princesses mainly Jasmine um, Jasmine was awesome yes yes and Barbies I was obsessed with Barbies to the point where I had Barbies all over the place that my dad had to throw them away because what he ripped one of their heads off because he's like you need to clean up or this is gonna happen rips the fucking head off was he threatening to like kill you (laughs) no clean up your barbies or i'll decapitate you like that's a terrible warning clean these up or this will happen and then he rips the head off like he didn't even give you a chance to clean them 
Oh, he gave me plenty of chances. I just didn't want to fucking listen to him. Yeah, where have I heard that before? <laughs> um, That's it, really. Those are my obsessions as a child. Now, my obsessions are just all over the fucking place. Agent Carter and Benedict. Did you have, like, character bedsheets? <gasps> oh, my God, yes. I had Power Ranger bedsheets. And comforter mixed in with my Disney princess. Yes. I am. Um, speaking of Beauty and the Beast, I had like the entire Beauty and the Beast bed set. The sheets, the like. Uh, I'm so jealous. The um, like the comforter, the the I call them like filler blankets. You know, mm-hmm. like the, the the blanket that goes like in between like the top sheet and yeah. the comforter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had like the nightlight and everything. Um, I don't recall ever really being obsessed with Beauty and the Beast. It was just all like bought for. Yeah, me. I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, also, Pocahontas but, was another one too that we. I had a lot of Pocahontas, like the bed sheets and the toys and the bathroom towel and the toothbrush. It was all about Pocahontas back then too. <laughs> now that we're talking about this and thinking, yeah. why are you giving? Stop! You're being weird, Patrick. You must be new. Yeah. So speaking of Patrick, what about you? Well, when I was a wee wee youngin. A long, uh, long, 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 way, long, 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 way long, over long, three long, decades long. ago. Time ago, I uh, I can remember being like super obsessed with like Voltron, and then moving on to He Man and Transformers, and then from there, um, <clears throat> uh, I liked Spider Man a lot. It was weird. I had this uh, this coloring book when I was like three, and <laughs> there were no words in it um and it was it was very odd because i was very confused because it was a coloring book there was no coloring uh no color in any of the pages and because there were no words i couldn't figure out what the story was now if you are familiar with what spider-man's costume looks like i kind of had to piece the story together myself he was fighting dr octopus and i was under the impression that Dr. Octopus had taken his pants uh, and that's why <laughs> Spider-Man was chasing after him well if it's not colored in and it's just a plain black and white page you know you have Spider-Man he's got his you know, his, his uh, from his waist up he's like covered with webs mostly mm-hmm. you know <laughs> and then he's got nothing until you get to his like his boots so I thought he was chasing uh, Dr. Octopus around trying to get his pants and so, like, as I'm, like, coloring it, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, he must be trying to get his pants back. But I assumed that the page where he took his pants away was ripped out because I could never find it, and I could never piece that part of the story together. But I really liked Spider-Man as a kid. Um, then as I got older, you know, I got into Power Rangers, um, and then I got really obsessed with uh, football when I started playing football. And, like, I just tried to absorb as many facts as I can. You know, I've always been obsessed with science ever since I was a young'un. You know, I tried to come up with a scientific formula for uh, why Spider-Man didn't have any pants. <laughs> um, why Dr. Ox... Jesus! What are you doing? Apparently, That's going to cost you. I had my phone on my lap. I didn't go all the way into my, my sweatshirt pocket, and it fell and clanged a bunch of stuff. This is why we can't have nice things. We have lots of nice things. You have me... 
This is why we can't have nice things. Listen, you can have nice things because you have me. That's that's the way it is. No, actually, I can't have nice things because I have you. I am a nice thing. You're like a bull in a china shop. How often does that happen? When was the last time you seen a bull in a china shop? It's just a, a what? The a, only a, a, a one. You, didn't you a couple? Didn't like you say? Is it like? Didn't you a couple of days ago? Like you guys came home and he like knocked shit in the kitchen and yeah, cat food yeah. everywhere. Like, like, oh, she was trying to walk by me and I was trying to get out of the way and I stepped into the cat food dish, but I stepped on the end of the cat food dish. We have like a long. Uh, it's almost like a takeout container, like because we get the uh, pre-made dinner sometimes when we you know, don't have time to cook. And I stepped on one end and I launched the rest of the cat food like a, a friggin' trebuchet, just launched it across the room. I did clean it up. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. I didn't like. Did you know stuff can go underneath a fridge? <laughs> like, when did that shit start happening? Apparently, Always. that happens, and f- little pieces of cat food, little cat food discs go underneath the fridge, which is weird. I was not obsessed with that. But uh, I'm trying to think what else. Dinosaurs. I was obsessed with dinosaurs. Um, um, I like dinosaurs a lot. Uh, I did I did like a lot of uh, superheroes and things like that. Wrestling. I was big into wrestling. I remember in 1991, I, I saw Hulk Hogan fight The Undertaker for uh, the WWF championship back when there was only one championship and not like 61 seven million, yeah. for each show. I had a wrestling phase back in the day. It was pretty awesome. I did too. Back in like the like, 90s. Yeah, this was the uh, early 90s. We, uh, my, uh, we had a couple of cousins that were very close to my brother and I in age. Um, I was the oldest, and then my cousin uh, Nick and my brother Dan were about a month apart, and they're about two years younger than I am. And then uh, we had my cousin Mark, who's, I think I want to say like seven or eight years younger than... No, he's not that young. Six, I think. Six years younger. And so it would always be me and Mark against Nick and Dan, because that's the only way to make it fair. And they would be the rockers, and we would be the Legion of Doom. Like, that's what we would do. It's awesome. And then we would... Oh, Ninja Turtles. I was big into the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I would always be Leonardo, because he was the oldest and the leader. And then, uh, since there was four of us, Mark would always be uh, Michelangelo. And then the other two... Oh, uh, Nick would be Donatello, and... Dan would be uh, Raphael, um, which made sense because Raphael and Leonardo always like fought, and like me and my brother always fought, and like that's just how it was. Um, I got obsessed with Nintendo when we first got a Nintendo. I remember when we got a Nintendo it was 1988. Uh, it was the day after Christmas, and I was very very sick, so I didn't get to go out with everybody and see Oliver and Company, a movie I still have yet to see to this day. But we did. We went out for movies every year on Christmas break, and I didn't get to go because I was sick and I was throwing up. We had uh, stuffed shells the night before, and I threw up all the stuffed shells. And we. Oh my god! God. God. It's not the life story of Patsy. I'm waiting for you to be like, "Oh, okay, now it's my turn." Well, I'm waiting for. I'm I'm trying to be polite and wait for you to finish, and you are just going on and on and on. I will go forever, and you know that. Okay, well, this hey. isn't the Patsy show. Yeah. This is Throw Down Thursday with Agent Nicole and Agent Nicole. I, I just have to ask, are you normally polite and wait for him to finish? 
I actually don't want to know. It's rhetorical. There's, there's no okay. waiting involved. I have a headache. Um, Ash, <laughs> Ashes, what were you obsessed with as a child? Okay, so I went through a lot of different phases. And I think that's what Patrick was trying to say. Like, you know, as a child, sometimes you go through, like, obsessive mm-hmm. phases with certain things. Um, I've always been Team Disney. Um, usually, like, the what, what? most current, you know, Disney movie that was coming out. Some more than others. <laughs> like I said, some of my favorites, um, especially in, like, the... The majority of my childhood really happened in the 90s because I was born in 85. Uh, so, like... You know, Beauty and the Beast definitely stands out for me. Uh, like I just I mentioned earlier, I had like the bed sheets and all of like the the bedroom stuff. Uh, Aladdin definitely stands out for me. I loved Princess Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbie, I was a huge, huge, huge. Like I mean, I'm I'm saying huge, and like I feel like that's I'm not doing it justice. Like I was a huge fan of Barbie. I still am. I still collect them occasionally because we. I, don't have a lot of room. Did you not to inter- uh, inter- interrupt? Did you have the Barbie Dream House? Um, so I didn't have like the legit. But I mean, like I had a version of Barbie yeah. Dream House. It was like you know Jody's overpriced one bedroom apartment. <laughs> um, you know, so it wasn't exactly the Dream House, but I mean, it was it was Dream House ish. Yeah, like, it was pink, and you know it kind of it collapsed like it folded up into yeah. this nice little suitcase and then you know when you open the suitcase you had to put you know some assembly required yeah um, you had to put it all together and it was like this two or three story mm-hmm. uh different like like level thing and it came with like the the little like furniture like the plastic furniture yeah. to go into it and what i would do is i was also really big into big into legos yeah so i would make additions <laughs> to yeah, the no, house, yeah you know um but huge, huge Barbie fan. Like I had the Barbies that I played with. I also collected Barbies, and, and collecting Barbies is something that has um, followed me into my adult adult life. I have uh, like big Rubbermaid bins just full of like the like the hot. Remember, I don't know if you remember. They still do them, but they're not as great. Like the holiday Barbies, oh, the Christmas yeah. Barbies that come out oh, every yeah. year. Like I have like. <clears throat> all of them from like 89 through like 2000 and and something um up until like the mo- more recent years when they were just kind of they're kind of not that great anymore like come on barbie step up your game um but anyways come on, Bobby, barbie let's go party yeah uh, 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 yeah um did you have the barbie lunar lander was that even a thing i don't know they had everything I else. I mean, I think I, I knew Barbie was an astronaut at one point. I was obsessed with SeaWorld, though. And now, as an adult, I clearly see how SeaWorld is not so much a good thing. But That's as a so child, cool. I was obsessed with SeaWorld. I actually had uh, Barbie, like SeaWorld Barbie. Oh, and SeaWorld Barbie yes. came with the whale. She came yep. with the little whale. And then you could get the big whale. It's like Ocean Friend Barbie and Kiko. Yes. Um, so I had like the really big orca. Uh, as well as like the scuba diving Barbie and stuff. I was very into like I love like Patsy is all about space and stuff. I'm really into the ocean. Like I had like a love for marine life and stuff at a super young age. Um, 
So there's that. So I was I was interested in a lot of different things. Like I, I loved New Kids on the Block at one point. Joey McIntyre and I were going to get married. I was like four, and you know Joey McIntyre yeah. and I like we were just going to live happily ever after. Uh, but that didn't last long. And you know in middle school I was obsessed with the Spice Girls. But there's one obsession aside from Barbies that has followed me into my adult life, and it's an obsession with one specific thing, and. I received this one specific thing when I was four years old. Mm-hmm. He is currently 27 years old. He needs a little cosmetic surgery, um, but he's still in pretty good condition. His name is Cuddle Bear, or Bear for short. Um, I've gotten a little more creative with my name. Yes. <laughs> then. Um, and I have slept with him every night for 27 years i absolutely love him he is kind of like a a, when i was younger i kind of gave him like a personality like yeah you know um he texts me he does not text you he doesn't like you he just tolerates (laughs) you like everybody else um so yeah so it's it's bear and uh, kind of a, oh, I guess, kind of like a cute story. Um, when I mean, in, in, as an aside, like Bear has been halfway around the world with me and back. Like, if I have to travel, like Bear is in my carry on. Bear goes everywhere. Like when we got married, Bear was in our hotel room. Like <laughs> I slept with Bear that night. I, I can't sleep without him. Um, so when we first started dating. I had my own apartment and I'm obsessed with stuffed animals in general. Like I, I've always had a very like excess, extensive like stuffed animal collection. And that has also followed me into adulthood. Like if you've seen my house, if you've seen my bedroom, there's just stuffed animals everywhere and ain't no shame in my stuffed animal game. (laughs) Um, but when we first started dating, you know, I had a bunch of, of stuffed animals and stuff on my bed and obviously Bear was on my bed, but I'd just kind of shift them off to the side when Patrick would, would come over. And one day, you know, Patrick came over and he saw Bear and he's like, oh, who's who's this guy? Like, what's what's this, you know, his story? Because he looks really well loved and, excuse me, so I, I explained to him, like, this is bear and he's been like my friend since I was four years old and I sleep with him and Patrick's like well why aren't you sleeping with him like now and I'm like well I do when you're not here and so that night when we went to bed he tucked me in and he tucked me in with bear and he has tucked me in with bear every night since not every night because sometimes you're not home well yeah sometimes I'm you know I, I stay other places but um but yeah, every night that I'm home, he tucks me in with Bear. Aww. Make sure that I have Bear so I can go to sleep. Aww. So, mm-hmm. yep. Bear. The adventures of Bear and I. <laughs> Ashes and Bear. <laughs> I'll read that story. <laughs> so I think now we are going to get ready to take a quick break. And when we get back, I'm so excited for this, we are going to talk about Stitch from the Disney movie Lilo and Stitch. So whenever you're ready, Wolfie, take it away. Do you love the scary story? Do you love to dance? The big scary monster haunts at midnight is a collection of dark songs about sex, love, death, 
This is Bobby Chains, Uncle Polly, from the Unchained Podcast, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday, hashtag Team Nicole. Be there or be Arthur. back thanks for sticking with us guys love you all so much um so today like i said before we went to break we are talking about stitch from lilo and stitch Uh, speaking of obsessions i am obsessed with stitch Mm -hmm. like i have so many stitch paraphernalia in my house um i think he's adorable i think the movie is fantastic the message just the overall message of the movie is just absolutely wonderful um if you haven't seen lilo and stitch do yourself a favor. It's like 85 minutes long. Like, watch it. It's adorable. And it'll make you feel good. Like, it's it's just it's just a, a, a feel-goody kind of movie. Um, so today, we are talking about Stitch. So to kind of give you just a little bit of background information on the character, uh, Stitch first appeared in Disney's 2002 Lilo and Stitch. The character also appears in Stitch the Movie, which came out in 2003, Lilo and Stitch the Series, which ran from 2003 to 2006, and fun fact about that is it featured other experiments, and we'll go into that a little bit in detail later, but it featured other experiments, um, which who, uh, Stitch referred to as Cousins. Uh, Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch has a glitch uh, from 2005, Leroy and Stitch from 2006, and Stitch the Anime, which ran from 2008 to 2011, as well as um, other various uh, media throughout the Disney kingdom. It did get dark for a while. What, Stitch? Yeah, when it was called uh, Bitches Get Stitches. (laughs) I think that was uh, HBO. I know. Someone's going to get stitches in two seconds if he doesn't show up. Yeah, I've got this seam that's just kind of fraying here. Oh, I have my uh, sewing kit at home. Take your pants off. We'll uh, we'll Whoa! (laughs) You didn't mean that! (laughs) I didn't know it was that kind of party. I'm going to walk out of the room now. Okay, so Stitch! Stitch! 
Getting back to Stitch. Um, so animation director, illustrator, and voice actor Chris Sanders originally created the character in 1985 for an unsuccessful children's book pitch. He also developed a treatment for an animated feature um, featuring the character. The idea for the character was shelved until around 1996 when then-president of Walt Disney Feature Animation... Thomas Schumacher approached Sanders and asked if he wanted to pitch a story, thus giving Sanders the opportunity to resurrect his character. Uh, Sanders also went on to voice the character that he created. So a little bit more about Stitch himself. Stitch is a blue koala-like alien standing around three feet tall. He has large rabbit-like ears with asymmetrical notches on the outer rims of each ear, one near the tip of his right ear, one near the base of his left ear, a wide mouth, a round nose, black eyes, a small, short, stumpy tail, three tufts of fur on the top of his head and on his chest, four arms, two of which are usually retracted, three retractable spines that run down his back, sharp retractable claws on his front and back paws, and two retractable antenna on his head. He was created by evil genius, Dr. Jumba Jukiba, who called him Experiment 626 because he was the 626th experiment that Dr. Jumba had created and is often referred to as an abomination. Both Jumba and 626 were captured and put on trial by the United Galactic Federation. Dr. Jumba for creating such an experiment and 626 for being the experiment. Dr. Jumba gives the following rundown of Stitch's powers. He is bulletproof, fireproof, and can think faster than a supercomputer. He can see in the dark and can move objects at least 3,000 times his size. His only instinct to destroy whatever he touches. Jumba claims that Stitch's destructive programming was taking effect and that he would be irresistibly drawn to large cities to back up sewers, reverse street signs, and steal everyone's left shoe. 626 is sentenced by the Grand Councilwoman to life imprisonment on a desert asteroid and is escorted by Captain Gantu, who is kind of like one of the, the guards, the Grand Council guards. Uh, 626 ex- escapes and crash lands on Hawaii. And that's kind of where our story begins and where the whole character development starts. Um, so before we get into more of our character analysis, I know Patrick has seen this movie several times because it's one of my favorite movies. Agent Nicole, you just watched this movie for the first time. I did. I watched it last night. What did you think? I can't believe it took me this long to watch it. <laughs> Isn't it? It's fantastic. It's really cute. I, um, I ended up buying it to or like rented it on um youtube and i was like okay i'm gonna watch it and hey i'm really surprised at how short it is i really thought it was gonna be longer because i'm so you maybe it's just as i got older i expect like disney to be like a lot of their films are a little bit over an hour and a half so i was thinking huh okay and then i realized oh shit it's been an hour and it's almost done um, it's really cute. It's really, really cute. And I think I should have been, like, as a child, if Lilo and Stitch was around, I would have cosplay as Lilo. 
I think you should still cosplay as Lilo. <laughs> do it. Let's do it. You dress up as Lilo, I'll dress up as Stitch. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I'll be Shane Victorino, the flying Hawaiian. Huh? That's what his nickname was. I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. He played for the Red Sox in 2013 and won the championship. Oh, oh, that guy. Every little thing gonna be all right. Remember okay. that was his walk-up music? Okay, yeah. Sure. Remember? Yes, I remember. I remember. I remember. I'm at Pepperidge Farm, remembers. Pepperidge Farms remembers, and for 20 bucks, they'll keep their mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> I bit me a vampire once. Them fellers taste like corn. So, <laughs> Stitch, as ex- who, when he crash lands um, on the island of... of Misfit not- Toys. <laughs> she got cut you. He crash lands on one of the Hawaiian islands as Experiment 626. Uh, in order to hide from his captors, because obviously, you know, they, they see that he has crash landed. They want to destroy him. Uh, you know, the aliens don't want any signs of, you know, their life forms yeah. being known. Yeah. Um, so they obviously they send people, uh, Dr. Jumba, the person who created Stitch and um, Pleakley. Who is one of the? Pleakley uh, <laughs> <laughs> is a really funny character. Uh, Pleakley, who is one of the like um, ambassadors to the councilwoman or something to uh, the gal- uh, federation. Yes, um, sends them to Earth, or as they pronounce it, Yarth, um, <laughs> which is a <laughs> which is home to the mosquito, the endangered mosquito population. Uh, to obviously capture and bring back experiment 626 so in order to hide from his captors he disguises himself as a dog by retracting his second set of arms claws antenna and the three spines on his back into his body mm-hmm. he was hit by a truck with obviously no injuries because he's practically indestructible and taken to the local pound because they thought he was a dog. A, um, I believe Lilo believes he is a collie that was hit <laughs> by a car. Uh, you know, so he's taken to the pound where he is adopted by a little girl named Lilo for, I believe it was $2 uh, who ultimately named him stitch. And I think in order to kind of really delve into more of Stitch's character, we kind of have to give a little bit of Lilo and her sister Nani's backstory mm-hmm. because their backstory uh, tells why they're in their current situation and how every, pretty much, you know, the rest of the, the movie, the rest of the story kind of plays out. Um, so Lilo and Nani, uh, Lilo is six years old and Nani is considerably older, the older sister. Uh, Nani is currently taking care of Lilo because their parents were killed in a horrific 
car accident and Nani is doing everything in her power, working on jobs, um, doing whatever she can to provide for Lilo and keeping their family, their Ohana together, um, their, their, their family that is little and broken, mm-hmm. but still good. Uh, you know, keeping their keeping their family together. Um, so that's when Stitch enters the picture, and Stitch is a little douchebag, <laughs> to <laughs> say the least. Get, getting straight to the point. Well, I mean, you know, Stitch was created to destroy. Yeah. So that's what he. You know, he's pre- he's programmed. He is programmed to destroy. He is programmed to be destructive and Lilo starts training him to be good and she uses Elvis Presley as a model for his (laughs) behavior Lilo's efforts prove to be fruitless at first as Stitch is unable to suppress his destructive programming nevertheless Lilo enjoys having Stitch as her new puppy That's what she calls him. This is my puppy. (laughs) At first, he only wants to use her as a human shield from Jumba and Agent Pleakley, whose mission is to capture him. Uh, Stitch is depicted as a character that is unlikable to many people except Lilo due to his destructive and temperamental behavior. There are a lot of people who kind of see him as this just nuisance whereas Lilo just wants to love him yeah and throughout this time uh Nani is in the process of pretty much like fighting for Lilo fighting to to keep Lilo um child protective services is involved a man named Cobra Bubbles (laughs) played by Ving Rhames uh appears at their at their door and uh nani had just lost her job because of stitch and um kind of gives them an ultimatum you know tells nani find a job and tells stitch to become a model citizen so that's when Lilo decides that she's going to pretty much give Stitch Elvis Presley lessons <laughs> and tries to teach him guitar and how to swoon the ladies and ultimately how to put on a, a, a show which uh, backfires and he ends up causing even more destruction even though he's trying not to. And yeah. that's kind of when you start to see like this inner quarrel with Stitch. Uh, Stitch doesn't speak really. He occasionally kind of says words, um, but he, you know, he doesn't really doesn't really talk. Uh, but he is very expressive as far as his like movements and yeah. stuff go. And um, yeah, he just you know he can you can tell that there he's he's. He wants to be good, you know, and he's trying to be good. And you can kind of see, like, you know, the internal struggle of him trying what he it's like kind of like nature versus nurture where. Yes. Where he, you know, he's programmed to do all these things, but he's experienced all these feelings and that internal struggle is just causing him to like, what do I do in this situation? Right. Um, Stitch is a complex character. And according to his creator, Dr. Jumba, Stitch as a 
destructive machine was not given a higher purpose in life. Since Stitch is trapped on an island where there are relatively few things to destroy, he has many oca- uh, occasions to reflect on other occupations other than evil, um, which is obviously, you know, what Lilo's trying to get him to do. And Lilo's trying to instill instill this concept of a family, which obviously, you know, being a science experiment, Stitch doesn't have at all. And um, one scene that, well, two scenes come to mind. Um, (laughs) One describing Stitch's destructive nature. So Lilo, in an effort effort to to care for her new puppy, gives Stitch a bottle full of coffee, because apparently (laughs) that's what he should be drinking. And he proceeds to drink the coffee and get very, like, hyperactive and take a bunch of books and random things from Lilo's room and build San Francisco to which Lilo's like, huh, San Francisco, and then proceeds to reenact a Godzilla-like, yeah. you know, uh, a scene and completely destroys it. To which Lilo responds, huh, "No more caffeine for you." <laughs> <laughs> and then to go from that, there's this other scene um, a little later in the movie where uh, Lilo is is reading the Ugly Duckling to. Stitch, yeah, and you know, this is after um, Cobra Bubbles has kind of reprimanded Nani, Nani yeah. and said, maybe you know, you you think that Lilo being with you is for the best, but maybe it's not. You have to pretty much think of what's best for for her. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like their, it's supposed to be kind of like their their last night together. And Lilo reads The Ugly Duckling to Stitch and was, tells him that, you know, it's okay that if, you know, if he wants to leave, he can go, but she'll remember because she remembers everyone who leaves. Yeah. And I mean, talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, because when she says that, she's looking at the picture of, of her parents. Her yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just Stitch proceeds to take the book, and he climbs, excuse me, out of her window, and kind of goes into the forest, and he's thumbing through the book, and there's this picture of the little duckling that says, "I'm lost." And Stitch is like, I'm lost. And it's just so it's just so sad. And that's kind of when you really see the vulnerability of this character. I mean, you yeah. wouldn't think, <laughs> you wouldn't think that this This indestructible destruction kill, machine. indestructible killing machine. Um, you know, and it's it's so funny because I mean this is a kid's movie. Yeah. You know, and, and Stitch is so cute, but like this character is so unbelievably <laughs> complex yeah. and so you know and sometimes the the emotions like what's happening you know watching it as as an adult you know and, and re-watching it recently yeah. i'm just like oh my god this is a kid's movie like i'm like so torn up inside right now yeah. <laughs> you know um 
So it is implied that Stitch destroys only because that is what he's programmed to do. But since he has a personality of his own, a fact that only Lilo truly understands, he also has the choice, even will, not to do so. And he he grows to realize that through, like, with the help of, of, like, Lilo. And, you know, she loves... This is her puppy. She adopted him and she loves him. And... You know, her helping him, like he kind of comes into his own, realizes that, you know, maybe he can do more than that. You know, uh, despite having superhuman strength and a high level of computer intelligence, (laughs) Stitch is emotionally fragile and has a childlike personality beneath his monster appearance. Lilo believes that one reason why he originally pursued his destructiveness was for similar reasons to her own naughtiness, that it was because he was emotionally scarred for having been made as a monster by Jumba, but received little understanding or sympathy from others like Lilo sees a lot of herself in Stitch. Yeah I saw that in the film like I was thinking you know why she was attracted to this you know obviously all the animals when she went to go get a puppy they're scared but like as she's trying to teach you know teach Stitch how to be a moderate model citizen like I could see like the similarities why she's so like rooting for him to stay in the family because she sees herself in him. Yeah, like Lilo, again, just kind of like a little bit more backstory on Lilo. Lilo is definitely the outsider. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lilo is treated differently because of her situation. Nobody knows how to talk to her. her. Nobody really knows how to treat her. Um, She has this doll named Scrump that is... I mean, it's cute, but to the other kids, it is the ugliest doll that they've ever seen. But it's Lilo's doll, and she loves it, and she made it, and that is her doll. And that is the same type of feeling that she has towards Stitch. Like, you may think he's an ugly dog but you know it's her dog it's her dog and she loves it and she doesn't care what you think yeah um you know stitch becomes much more well-meaning after his betterment but is frequently unable to control all of his impulses to antisocial actions fortunately for him lilo is always there to support him and he returns her support willingly um it's believed that like lilo needs stitch but I think they need each other. other. Yeah, definitely need each other. You know, at the at the end of the movie, Stitch has friends, family, and a purpose worth believing in. Um, and I think that is just such a good. Like, I'm trying. <laughs> I apologize. I'm trying not to get emotional right now. Um, this is sad. Um, at the end of the movie, like, it's just, it's such a good message. And, um, you know, the, the message that Ohana means family and family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. And once you are a member of the family, you are a member of the family for forever, Yeah, you know? And I think that's just such a good message, uh, especially right now, mm-hmm. you know? So... What about you, Patrick? You have anything else to add? Well, I was just going to say, you know, you know, you see the the transformation that Stitch goes through, you know, as 
as he uh, adjusts to life on Earth, um, <clears throat> for lack of a better word, I guess. Um, you know, the first thing he does, he's very, very aggressive. Um, the first thing that happens to him is a, a raindrop falls next to him, and he, he immediately pulls out his, his blaster gun and starts shooting at it. And, you know, he starts yelling his alien language at a frog, and the frog's just, like, sitting there, like, he doesn't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, like, pointing guns at it. And then, like, he turns around and, like, you know, uses four of his six limbs, and he's holding guns in all four of them. And he's, like, getting ready to take on whatever this, this creature is that's coming at him. And then, pow, he gets destroyed by two trucks. And the frog's still just sitting there. (laughs) <laughs> exactly the way he was before. Um, and you see him, like, you know, he's escaping the, the pound. And the two aliens, uh, Jumba Juice and uh, uh, Beaker, they're trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> but he's all like, nah, man. And he goes back inside and pretends to be a dog. And talks to Lilo. And, like, that's what makes her makes her want to take him home. How? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and then they, uh, you know, they, well, I mean, it doesn't help. Like, you know, he talks to her, and then like he runs up and hugs her, like Im- Im- immediately. You know, like he's not stupid. He's well, like, he saw the poster that said "adopt," and it was like a little girl that looked an awful lot like Lilo holding a puppy, and he's like, "Oh, I can do that." That's when he retracted his two extra arms, and you know. Pulled in all his spines and his antennas and, you know, he barks by saying bark, bark, bark. No, he does not. Yes, he does. At the beginning when he's like, it, when we were just watching it and he was sitting outside and they had the, the, the laser sight on him. J- J- Jam- Jabba had the laser sight on him. Jabba. Jabba the Hutt had laser was, pointer on him. And he was all like, why aren't you running? Because for some reason this alien is Russian. And... Uh, it's like, why aren't you running? And the subtitle said barking, and he was going, bark, bark, bark. <laughs> like, because he doesn't know. He's like, dogs bark. He's like, oh, all right, bark. And she's like, I'm coming. And he's like, oh, my God, you can't let the guy get shot. or You can't let anyone know what's going on. And then that's what the Beaker dude was saying. What's his name? Blake Lively. So Blake Lively was all like, <laughs> listen, you can't let people know you're here and you can't kill the little girl because she's part of the mosquito food chain because he thought that mosquitoes were like the dominant for the, you know, the dominant life form on earth because he, he's a dipshit and he's like, Oh, I didn't know the difference between a dolphin and a shark either. <laughs> tricky fish, tricky fish. That's what he said. Cause he got attacked by a shark. Which, okay, I feel like this you, is like the in- interpretation of how Patrick realized. No, but then you're, like, you're going to give us a play-by-play of the movie. No, you're going to tell us about <laughs> Stitch. But you see, you see, as you go along, you see, like, as Stitch is like, you know, he's very intelligent because he plays the 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 Java and Blake Lively characters. He plays <laughs> them, uh, knowing that they can't just like come out and get him without revealing that they're aliens because they don't have like the flashy mind thing that Will Smith has in um iRobot. So what they do is they dress up like women and try to chase him, but he steals a little girl's um tri- tricycle and like tries to run around and 
Um, he because that's when the, the the dude says that his first instinct is to head to a large city and start wrecking up the place, but he can't because he's on Hawaii and it's yeah. very difficult to um, traverse the ocean on a big wheel. Yes, um, Agent Nicole. Before Patrick keeps running his mouth, don't we have a voicemail? We have. Well, I mean, a we do, but I, I was going to ask you, you know, oh. if you had anything else to, seeing as Patrick's just giving us a rundown. Of no, the I was, you know, I was getting to that. Like, you know, he. Okay, so can he try? make your point. He sees like he's adjusting to life on Earth instead of like knowing that he has to destroy everything. Like he decides to like be a superhero and wear bras on his head, and like <laughs> that's how he helps with the laundry. And like you know, it's kind of how like you help with the laundry. Yeah, but my bras don't fit on my head. Um, but he he runs around and like he adjusts well to Earth, and even to the point where he gets captured and he like goes quietly and you know it's it's very it's a, it's a very nice story. And then they get flying cars at the end. Hovercrafts. No, that wasn't a hovercraft. Those were flying cars. Because they used the alien technology and they had flying cars. Okay. Agent Nicole, do you have anything else to, to add? What? <laughs> what? That is not a hovercraft. That is not a hovercraft. Okay. That is a flying car. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Agent Nicole. Yes. Um, I'm so, like, I'm so disappointed in myself for taking so long to watch this film. And I, you know, it... I when I was watching the film, I was very emotional just because, like you said, it's one of those Ohana. We need family, we and we're always gonna. No one's forgotten, and it's like what you said earlier. Like it's what we need right now, and it was just it was a nice little break from reality. So thank you, Ashes, for letting Stitch come into my life. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Like. um Fun fact, um, when we got married, we kind of had a kind of like a moment of silence for, you know, people who who weren't there. And I said the whole, you know, a little blue alien once taught me that Ohana means family and family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Mm -hmm. So I think on that note, uh, we're going to head to our final break. And when we come back, we're going to do some feedback and talk about some throwdown battle results. Oh, yeah. So uh, stay tuned, kids. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band. We destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, taxes, and trick-or-treat radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay 
remote head. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey short. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebags. And we're back singing songs about Agent Nicole Cause she's so awesome Agent Nicole Um, So we have some feedback from some of our listeners One of our listeners Two of our listeners. Yeah, we have we have a couple of uh, feedbacks. So, um, are they both voicemails? Uh, yes. Really? Yeah, two two voicemails. Two uh, voicemails. Multiple feedbacks. All the feedbacks. Yes. All the feedbacks. So, did you want to go ahead and uh, introduce this one? Well, I can't. I don't have my glasses Start to the on. Hour. I can't see it. Oh, oh, is it Riku? It is. Oh, we have some feedback from our good friend Riku. Oh, oh did you did you want him to play it? Or oh. you, what, what were you doing? You got to set him up. Did he pl- play that funky feedback, white boy? <laughs> on Thursday, so you guys talking about Stitch this week. By the way, it's Riku. Uh, and, you know, Stitch is a movie I was kind of forced to love. You know, being the... Being the elder sibling, I had to watch this movie a lot because it was my little sister's favorite movie. And I kind of grew to love it because of that. You know, it's a sweet little movie about a little blue alien who is adorable with the cutest voice. Just being, learning, learning to be a family. Be a model citizen like Elvis Presley, which is great. And I had, I had to beat the game they came out for the uh, the Game Boy Advance back in the day from my little sister because she wanted to play it, but at certain points got too hard. Funny story also shows up in Kingdom Hearts 2 as a summon, and I used him every time I could because I'm like, well, it's Stitch. I love him. So, yeah. Alrighty. Love. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. Aw, thanks, Riku. It's funny, um... My sister is currently uh, at my apartment right now, and we were watching Lilo and Stitch before we left to come record. And my, I asked my sister, I was like, do you want me to leave this on for you? And she's like, I lived with you for like this many years, and we had to watch this movie like every day, twice a day, three times a day, because this was the only movie that you wanted to watch. She's <laughs> like, you can shut it off. So um, I think my sister... Uh, can can sympathize, empathize with you uh, because her older sister, me, wanted to watch it all the time. So <laughs> I will say this is the first time Riku has left a voicemail for us, and it's uh, very nice to hear your voice, Riku. You know, don't be a stranger. Leave uh, voicemails as much as you would like. That's a very nice speaking voice. Mm-hmm. So um, um, yes, yeah, so thank you so much, Riku. We adore you. You are fantastic. Um, and we have, what, one more? 
we have a we have a second voicemail. Um, not specific to any uh, any topic or uh, actually, there's a specific uh, topic, but not a specific character that this uh, this fine gentleman uh, left us a voicemail regarding. Um, so, whenever Wolfie is ready, we can go ahead and play that one. What's up, Throwdown Thursday podcast? This is your friend from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a great place on a great lake. First time, Mike. Yay! Hello, Agent Nicole, Patsy, Patsy the Angry Nerd, <laughs> Ashes Von Nightmare, Hello. and Johnny Wolfenstein. Always good to hear you guys on the Thursday or Friday morning after I download you and listen to you, probably when I'm supposed to be working, but you make my days bearable, especially on really stupid mornings. You guys are sounding are like you're having a lot more fun than I am, and probably a lot more inebriated as well. Uh, sorry I haven't uh, talked to you guys for a while. Every time I plan on sending in some feedback on anything, I realize, oh... I just realized that they recorded already and I haven't been able to get anything in. So, why don't you just take this time to say, enjoying every episode. Uh, and also would like to uh, thank uh, Ashes, where uh, during the holidays I had a question for like the first or second episode she was on. She was talking about some uh, cake mix cookies. And I didn't know if she had the blog so i messaged her and she was kind enough to uh slip me the recipes and i used it to make some delightful cookies based off the recipe and i just wanted to publicly thank uh milady von nightmare for helping make my christmas uh gift giving and uh parties a little bit more special especially on christmas eve went by my uh my good friend and her husband and i was able to take along 10 dozen cookies oh based off goodness. of uh, the recipe she gave me <laughs> and about three or four pounds of fudge that my dad and i made Ooh. but just wanted to say here today that uh thank you ashes for helping uh make my holidays really great and of course i always enjoy the uh the wine tips and the science facts and uh the agent nicole files and uh i also i think i'm gonna start writing down the different ways you uh pronounce benedict cumberbatch's <laughs> name and tell my friends because it's starting to get really funny every time i hear you guys mention his name <laughs> Uh, this is first time Mike wishing you all the best and as always hashtag throwdown Thursday podcast love all you guys thanks a lot bye we love you too thank you first time Mike that was very nice of you yes thank you so much good sir and you are so very welcome uh, for the recipe I was very happy to share it with you. I'm always happy to share the joy of baking, and I am so happy that you not only use the recipe, but created your own flavor combinations. Uh, first time Mike actually sent me some of the pictures of the cookies that he made and created, and they looked really good. So, oh yeah, they looked delicious. So, um, he's such a great guy. Yeah, he is. We have some awesome friends. Like, thank you so much we to really Riku, do. who is just, he's my Twitter buddy. Like, he's pretty much the only reason I'm on Twitter right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, 
chat with Riku and um, you know first time Mike is just he's such a classy guy I love it you guys are great um, so we have oh before I go any further, um, our buddy Sean at the, uh, from the Ink Mill shop will actually be at Punk Cake, your Valentine on February, February, jeez, I can never say February right. The second February, month. the, the Feb. We're going to call it the Feb. Feb 12th, um, at Ralph's Rock Diner from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. He's going to be there. There's going to be some music, some other vendors selling some cool shit. So if you need something for your Valentine, if you're into that stuff or just want to, you know, go rock out, have some drinks, do some awesome stuff, maybe buy something for yourself. I have my eye on, um, these prayer candles that they have been making. Uh, there is one in particular that has a certain somebody from a certain horror picture show on it, um, that I have my little eye on. And I've also heard that a certain somebody may be making a certain candle with somebody truly, truly, truly outrageous on it for yours truly to purchase. So I'm very excited. So if you are in the Worcester area, head down to Ralph's on February 12th from 1 to 5 and uh, chunk it, chunk Chunk it, chunk it out. <laughs> out. Okay, I'm. This is why I don't host. Apparently, no, I you're just doing a wonderful job. Sorry, I'm too busy sucking on my cough drop to to actually talk to everybody right now. Um, so yeah, go go check out our buddy Sean from the Ink Mill Shop and uh, see what's going on. So we had a battle that we threw down last week. We did. And uh, you guys responded. It was the Battle of the Johns. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Rambo versus John Wick in an avenge off. Who would you want to avenge you, whether it's your death or your injury or Kidnapping. whatever? Yeah. You know, something, something. You find yourself in a position if you've where been you taken need. A, and you, Liam you, Neeson's not around. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you, you know, uh, so, so who would you, who would you want to avenge you? And, uh, an overwhelming uh, amount of people chose John Wick. That's true. And I agree with that. Me too. Yeah. That's who I picked. Oh, really? I did. Oh, wow. I picked, uh, I picked the Wick. You picked <laughs> Wicka, Wicka. Wicka, Wicka, what? He's wicked awesome. <laughs> oh. oh. Um. So, oh wow! I didn't realize that we all picked the same guy. We did. Wow. Oh wow! So I don't think this is going to be much of a conversation then, huh? <laughs> no, he was. It was well, I mean, uh, like, why? Okay, we can say why. Why? Why did you choose John Wick? Well, you know the the Rambo thing. I mean, he has excellent training. Um, but he's uh not quite. Oh, that's the word I'm looking for. He's not quite as. Uh, careful or meticulous as John Wick. John Wick's more of a gentleman, whereas Rambo, especially in the the was it the twenty fifth Rambo movie that they made, uh, he just like annihilated people. Like he was shooting people at close range with a with a fifty caliber machine gun, and uh, yeah, I saw that earlier. That's pretty funny. 
uh, we're looking at pictures that you can't see because this is a uh, radio program. But I can assure you, they are quite humorous. But yeah, I, I John Wick has a little bit more stealth, where Rambo will just run in screaming and you know firing an M16 at Brian Dennehy. So that's uh, that's why I picked John Wick. Um, I they I believe they have a similar body count. Um, although Rambo had four movies to. Uh, John Wick's one, although we got the new one coming up, uh, and it is uh, John Wick is, um, I believe it's set to be a trilogy this week. Yeah, so I think it's just it, it comes out in a couple days. Yeah, by the time this airs, uh, John Wick comes out tomorrow. Actually, so uh, if you're listening to this on Thursday when it launches, uh, yeah, listen to this, then go see John Wick tomorrow. Listen to this on your way to see John Wick. You know. So what about you, Agent Nicole? Why, why did you <laughs> choose John Wick? Because it's John Wick. <laughs> Mic drop. No, I was kidding. Um, I, I think. Well, obviously, I have not seen Rambo, and um, I was gonna say, I just that one particular scene when he's in the nightclub and all that, like the way he just battles. I want someone like that to avenge my death or kidnapping or whatnot. So, and plus, we just talked about John Wick. So, who is fresh in your mind? Yeah, he was fresh in my mind. Yeah, I chose him because I believe that he is more committed and focused mm-hmm. to and on the cause. Mm-hmm. So that you know, he he would he would get the job done and pretty much wouldn't rest until it's done. the job was done. Um, you know, back to the whole, like, sheer will and focus and, you know, all of his other other traits. And, you know, I mean, like, in, in, in my head, like, I had this fantasy, right, of, like, you know, I'm kidnapped and John Wick is, like, avenging my kidnapping and, like, he rescues me just in time and, like, it's... Keanu Reeves so you know we, we <laughs> right off into the sunset in his really hot car with the cute puppy mm-hmm. so you know that that's pretty much how it would go so that's why I mean pretty much that, that's what it was it's like who, I who, think you if and I were everybody ki- else you know if I were kidnapped by somebody you know, you, I you want know him, who, yeah. who would I want to ride off into the sunset yeah. with and it definitely was not Sylvester Stallone yeah so yeah it, it, it I went agree to John Wick. John Wick all the way. Yeah. So that's it. that 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 just about wraps it up. I would say so. You did a fantastic job hosting. Oh, thank you. I think I, I did. Okay. No, no, no. You did. Well, getting a little better at it. You know, it's been a better it's been me. a few months since you had. I, you guys both had like a lot of notes. I wrote Stitch episode thirty three. I didn't have any <laughs> notes on me. Yeah, but you just watched the movie. I was too busy. Twice writing my song Aww. that is going to debut on next week's episode. That's how we lose listeners. Listen, That's not I was inspired by El Goro uh, on the Cape Fear episode, which uh, a certain Mr. Wolfenstein uh, guest starred on. It was a very good episode. If you haven't checked that one out, definitely do. You get to hear El Goro sing. So 
I am going to sing a song. I won't tell you which one. It's original. The music is not original. I did not write the music. I am not talented enough to write music. I play no instruments aside from the kazoo. Uh, and even that, I'm not too good at. So, stop looking at my lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, but, uh, yes. So, next week I will be debuting song because we will be covering a certain do we want to let them know well they kind of know they kind of know yeah because we did post it all over the place yes you're welcome everybody we will be covering a certain candy man and not tony todd Uh, he will not appear if you say his name three times in a mirror Aww. Actually, I don't know. I've never tried that. Has anyone tried saying Willy Wonka three times in a mirror to see if he shows up? Because according to the song at the beginning, he is the candy man and the world tastes good. No, but I have tried, um, you know, doing the whole Bloody Mary thing and a drink did not appear. (laughs) So I was very bummed. See, I would I would expect that if you said Bloody Mary in the in the mirror three times, the Punch Farm podcast would show up. <laughs> that would be fantastic. We heard something about a Bloody Mary. What's going on? <laughs> he got tacos. <laughs> mm, tacos. Ugh. So I think that just about wraps it up for today. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in and sticking with us and bearing with us and being so awesome. We love you guys so much. And until next week, we, we will, will see you next Thursday. Thursday. <laughs>